Welcome back to Ultiversal Q, your guide to the ultimate universe. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about... Being hungry. I'm being hungry, yay! Today we'll be talking about the Michael Fassbender film directed by Steve McQueen, Hunger. Uh, yeah, so... Michael where Fassbender Bobby Sands play- and Galactus team up. Where uh, Michael Fassbender plays Katniss Everdeen, a young teenage girl who is part of a post-apocalyptic society where every year they gotta make tribute and force like two of their kids to fight to the death in a whole battle royale thing against other teams that also have to fight to the death. It's a metaphor. able to win based off of his good looks. Yep. Yeah, no, it's been... And ginormous penis. It has been a weird fucking day. Uh, With Disney making a bunch of announcements, me no longer having a job at the end of the month, and... uh, I can't hear anything you're saying, Luke. Oh, you... Was I... Can you hear me now? Devin? Now I can, yes. Oh. Okay, was I just going into a moaning voice and I just cut out? No, I just went silent. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, I don't have a job at the end of the month, so if you need podcasts edited, let me know. Or if you need a person who has five plus years of expert experience dealing with e-commerce platforms, including Amazon, Walmart, Target, and more... Uh, go check out my website at lukecare.com, L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R. But getting back to the stuff that you're probably here for, 51st episode, we're dealing with hunger, cataclysm, and survival. And I, I'm i going to go ahead and say it. I think this is the best Ultimate Universe event. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of competition. No. Not unless you'd count Ultimate War as, a, as an event. Ultimate War? It's like mini crossover where the Ultimates and the X-Men fought at the very very beginning. Well, I mean, you could also count Ultimate Doom, but I think this actually pays off a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it does help that it's literally just written by two people the entire way through. And it was hyped to be the end of the Marvel Ultimate Universe. Which it really wasn't. Yeah. It was just another generational shift. Yep. Of which we've had five in like the last two years. I feel like there was probably some more time in between that. But yeah, they they were kind of in a... I don't know, because you had 2014, I think was Age of Ultron... And what's it called was uh, 2009 Ultimatum. Yeah, they did suddenly pick up, but it wasn't just like how main Marvel has two two events every year. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I mean like complete shift of like the entire mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this came at the end of 2013... Uh, 
Ultimate Comics Fallout for the Death of Spider-Man was 2011. So, I mean, there was two years, so you could also count the uh, crossover, Divided We Fall, United We Stand. Yeah. Which I would. Yeah, fair. Okay, so, I mean, every year or two, because Hunger started at the end of 2013. Yeah. As for me, just more of it's a you completely fuck up the entire universe every year really does not bode well for your stories that are not trying to tell that story. No, I I really hope Mark Panacea uh, responds to the Facebook message that I sent. But also, I don't think Mark will respond to the Facebook message that I sent. So. Right. Yeah, but uh, this, is our, this is also our 349th episode, Devin. Counting all the, like, random shit that we did at the beginning. Nice. Mm-hmm. It is a feat. But, uh, we're here to talk. Uh, first story we're talking about is Hunger, numbers 1 through 4, written by Joshua Hale Fialkov, with art by Leonard Kirk, colors by Jesus Abertov, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. And it's all about how Nova, Rick Jones, just wants a burger and stuff keeps happening. The stuff in this case is uh, Galactus, the swarm of bugs that still really didn't work compared to big old man, uh, merges with 616 Galactus because Age of Ultron broke reality. Yeah. And so he has to try and figure out what he is going to do. Teams up with Norrin Rad, uh, the Silver Surfer. Ronan shows up, Captain Marvel uh, shows up, and it turns out that Galactus can now shoot uh, bugs that will transform other matter into Galactus bugs, and it's it's a bad situation all around. Nova really doesn't want to deal with it. He tries to fuck off when Captain Marvel shows up, but then in the end he is willing to sacrifice himself after Captain Marvel sacrificed himself to try and trap Galactus in a dimension where he will die by not having anything to eat. And instead he just traps the Galactus swarm, allowing Galactus to head to Earth. Zoom, zoom, zoom. I feel like this is probably the best that we've actually seen Nova written so far. Yeah. To be fair, we haven't seen him a whole lot, but... No, he, he pretty much showed up for... Oh... Hey, you got these powers. Enjoy them. And then, oh, hey, uh, figure out this mystery with us. We also get some stuff that I don't think is really paid off where the Watcher, the uh, last person to leave from the previous universe, uh, is possessed by the Galactus Swarm at the end of this, but it doesn't really come back. Nope. I was kind of expecting it to, because I think when we had talked about this, or when we had talked about Nova before, we had thought that he got possessed by Galactus. But, I mean, there's still theoretically time. Always is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Hunger works well as a, hey, here's a reintroduction to all of these parts that uh, you may have forgotten. We also need to clear the board a bit. And we get some, like, interesting stuff where... Oh, yeah, no, at this point, the Chitauri are exactly the scrolls, and they've been having a war with the Kree that gets mm-hmm. interrupted by Galactus. New scroll, TV show, too. Secret invasion. 
I didn't watch that preview. I watched the WandaVision and the Winter Soldier and Falcon. Oh, I didn't see any of the footage, but I just was reading about it. Yeah, uh, Nick Fury and uh, Ben Mendelsohn will be teaming up for a Secret Invasion TV show. Interesting. Where other scrolls have infiltrated higher levels of government and everything in <laughs> the Earth, and they are going to try to stop them. Interesting. Yeah. I'm worried that that could really undo the whole idea of the scrolls in the uh, Captain Marvel movie, where it's, oh, they're sympathetic, and instead these ones are going to be evil, and they are literally just personified xenophobic fears about immigrants. Well, I think it's supposed to be some of them are and some of them are not, by giving mm-hmm. them more of a thing. That's why Ben Mendelsohn is, is working with Fury. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like some evil sect. All right. Well, uh, where do we want to rank this? I think it's interesting. I think it's better than a good amount of the 180 stories we have on the list. With uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends at the top, and The Ultimates 3 down at the bottom. I don't know. Throw out some some spots, Luke. Uh, How do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Vision, a story that is going to be relevant? What? It's better than Vision. Yeah. I also thought Vision was dead, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, no, everybody forgot about Vision. Like, the next story we talk about, I don't believe, is even mentioned on the Wikipedia page. Uh, How do you feel about it compared to Ultimate X-Men Magnetic North? That's the one where the X-Men try to stop the Academy of Tomorrow from rescuing Polaris. Uh, That's better than that. How do you feel about it compared to... I think it's better than Ultimate Comics Doom... Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Comics Captain America? Um, better. I mean, this actually stuck the landing with the ending mm-hmm. of it. Uh, right above that is Ultimate Avengers vs. New Ultimates. Not as good. Alright, so I think a number 29 is a good showing for Hunger, number 1 through 4. After that we have Cataclysm, point 1. Written again by Joshua Hale Fialkov with art by Miko Suyan and Miracle Pierre and Leonard Kirk with colors by Nolan Woodard and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And yeah, we forgot that Vision, who in this universe is a woman who is in a relationship with the Falcon, uh, who initially... Oh yeah, came... I forgot about that too. Mm-hmm. I, I remembered it, but I'm, I'm the guy who thinks about this more. Uh, has nightmares that Galactus is coming back to Earth. And uh, one of the Galactus robots had gotten to the Bahamas. And so Falcon heads out there with Vision to investigate the aftermath of it. And Vision's like, oh, Galactus is uh, actually not our Galactus. It's emerged from a different universe. I'm going to go try and stop it. And she is unable to, and with her last... Uh, breath, she says goodbye to Sam, and also, oh, Reed Richards stopped in the 616, so have fun with that. The end. Mm-hmm. And the story is titled Vision. I, I think it's actually pretty well done, all things considered. Like, I think there's a lot of ways this could have been done very poorly, but I think they give enough of a reminder of the relationship, and sort of the, this is her duty, this is what she was literally made to do 
Yeah, it was a decent really story. Good. Yeah. How do you feel about it compared to Hunger? Worse. A lot worse or just a little? Eh, a little worse. Uh, I think we could put it right under Ultimate Fantastic Four Annual Volume 1 Number 2 and right above Ultimate Fantastic, or and right above Ultimate Spider-Man Cats and Kings. Yeah, that sounds good. So our new number, 34, is Cataclysm.01 Vision. Oh, point one issues. I don't miss you, but also I sometimes do. And then we get into, it like... It depended the, on what, who did it. Yeah. I think we've had this very same discussion before, just like the AR stuff. Like, the Deadpool issues were all great. Remember Deadpool the musical? Mm-hmm. Remember the white issue. man? Yeah, I fucking love the white man. Uh, Alright, we then have Cataclysm, The Ultimate's Last Stand, which is like the main book for the event because we're essentially then given four series two of them sort of cross over into this one and the last one is essentially inessential but it's a lot of fun and if you were concerned that the ultimates weren't going to get a crossover book yes again i mean technically there's two ultimates books yeah uh, but this first one is written by Brian Michael Bendis with pencils by Mark Bagley, The Bags, with inks by Andrew Hennessy, colors by Jason Keith, and letters by VZ's Corey Petit. Well, that's why people thought the Ultimate Universe was coming to an end. Bagley came back? Yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. So Galactus shows up, destroys all of New Jersey in its uh, attempt to eat up all that good, good energy... And Miles is like, oh, I can't do a lot of stuff. I need to try and protect people. And the Ultimates go and try and fight. And they're like, oh, we can't do anything. We could try and nuke it, but it would probably just absorb the energy. So, uh... Kind of should have tried. Mm-hmm. So they got the information from Vision that, oh, this is tied to the 616... So they reach out to Mysterio, and Mysterio's like, Hey, you got me on drugs, so I don't try and get out of here. What's up? Oh, that's Galactus. Well, where did he come up with? Oh, he's outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, call Reed Richards. And I love that he was just completely unaware of six... Er, and I love that he was just completely unaware of Ultimate Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Who is a total asshole if you've not been following along. And so the committed a genocide or two, yeah. And so the Ultimates and Miles head to the portal that Mysterio had made, where Doctor Amadeus Cho, who is a teen here, I love Amadeus Cho showing up, is like, "Hey, what are you doing at my portal? Oh, you need to save the world. All right." So Miles and Reed go in because they, well. Reed volunteers to go in because he knows his DNA counterpart would probably get him in. And Miles because he knows ulti- er, he knows regular Peter Parker. So they go in. Tony gives Miles a repulsor just in case he needs to take out Reed. And they successfully like break into the Baxter building until Valeria, who is 616 Reed and Sue's daughter, shows up. Recognizes that 
Oh, the Reed with a horrifying face scar. The evil aura is not her dad. So he passes a drive onto Miles, who has to fight his way out and get back through the portal before Reed just shows up instantly. But they have the information on Galactus, and Reed also went and found out that, oh, yeah, I see. I fucked my life up really hard. I could have been with you, Susan. I want to be with you, Susan. Well, you blew it, Reed. Yeah. Sucks so, to suck. So, meanwhile, Kitty, Jean, and Jimmy, not Wolverine, have arrived with some other X-Men, and former President America asks for their help, and he's like, Kitty, I need your help. You know how you phase through machines and make them not work? We're going to make you really big, and then you can just phase through Galactus, who's part machine, if Gene isn't able to talk with him. And the problem is, when Gene tries to talk to them, Galactus is like, oh, I don't like you doing that. Oh, you're all on this flying Triskelion ship, and he smashes it down. And apparently at this point, we're supposed to think that, like, oh, Captain America died, but I totally missed that point. Yeah. I will say also though, basically reused the cover at that point from when it looked like Miles killed Captain America in Civil War too. Yeah, I I also want to say that uh, I had missed the point in our last episode where Tony uses the Infinity Gems to make himself a body again. Because I was like, why is Tony back and having a body? And then I just went back and was like, oh, that's why Tony's back and having a body. Magic. Mm-hmm. Infinity Gems. Mm-hmm. So Miles, Kitty, and Reed crawl from the twisted burning wreckage. They crawl on their hands and knees for three whole days. And Kitty starts to grow big, phases through the machines, punches out Galactus. And Reed is like, all right, time for the second part of my plan where I'm an asshole and opens up a portal to a different negative zone. And Galactus is like, oh, I don't want to fall into this portal. So he's able to disrupt Kitty's intangibility. And so Kitty is in danger and Reed's like, yeah, well, you had a good life. So Thor goes to sacrifice himself to push in Galactus. Miles is able to save Kitty, but Thor gets sucked in and the portal closes behind him and Galactus. And Reed was like, yeah, that's that's just the way it goes. He had a good life. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it is an event where, like, big stuff happens every issue, which is what you want from an event. Agreed. But also, it's late enough in the Ultimate Universe that most people never read it. I read it. But did you remember it? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I had... This was the point where I had stopped reading everything until I picked up the uh, all-new Ultimates. But, uh, yeah. Now, one summer I binged so through like, every issue of Ultimate Spider-Man. Hmm. So I read any of the okay. events that happened that Miles was in. Uh, so... Uh, so we have uh, Cataclysm, the Ultimate's last stand. I think that it is better than uh 
hunger by a good deal. Like, we get a lot from every character here. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, firing on all cylinders. How do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Comics? It also here? wasn't overly long. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's better than that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Comics Hawkeye? Better than Hawkeye. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man Annual Number One, more than you bargained for. The date issue. Uh, that is the Kitty date issue. Yeah, Kitty date issue is better. All right. Well, I think number seven on our list is a good place, especially for a late era Ultimate comic. We then have Cataclysm X-Men numbers one through three, written by Joshua. Fialkov didn't get the hail in there for whatever reason. With pencils by Alvaro Martinez, inks by John Lucas and Raul Fernandez, colors by Jordi Belair, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. So, before Galactus shows up, Rogue and some other X-Men are looking for survivors and Tian, especially Pixie, who had vanished when they decided to railgun Tian, and then Galactus shows up, their powers go on the fritz for whatever reason. And Jimmy looks and finds another group of mutants, which includes Silence, who has the power to calm people, Strong Guy, who was a strong guy, Amp, who can amplify powers, and Beak, who here looks like a feathered dinosaur. They're gathered around Pixie, trying to help her out. And when Pixie freaks out because, oh, there's a Galactus here, even though there's no way that if you were outside of the Asian border, you would be able to see Galactus in New York City. It, it's comics. Uh, mm-hmm. She freaks out. Her powers are amplified by AMP, and so they get sent into the first negative zone where the Galactus Swarm is banished to. And because they can uh, transform people when they touch, they realize that, oh, they're in a shitty situation. Luckily, Captain Marvel, Rick Jones, is there. And uh, after Silence gets murdered, Iceman is like, "Hey, I'm here too. Uh, let's let's figure out what to do the what to do here." So it's ultimately a team of Iceman, Captain Marvel, Jimmy, Rogue, Black Heath, who is the plant guy, Storm, Mach Two, who has magnet powers, Strong Guy, Pixie, Beacon, Amp, realizing they need to fight back. Mach Two is able to use her magnetic powers to remove the techno organic virus before it infects anyone else and they decide to try and protect pixie long enough that they can have her teleport back unfortunately uh the galactus swarm becomes immune to captain marvel's powers jimmy gets infected again and so rogue is like oh well i'm going to do the thing where i take everybody's powers to fight and she's able to take down jimmy long enough that amp can amplify jimmy's healing factor to fight against the techno organic virus And Pixie then has enough energy to take them all home, but she gets stabbed through the chest and uh, starts to die. Rogue is like, oh, I guess I need more powers. I don't want anybody to die. She goes into a battle fury. And then Rick is like, I know what this is really about. I've got cosmic powers. Let's just make out. And then they make out. And Rogue's like, okay, well, I, I guess I'll take Pixie's last powers, but it's going to kill her. I don't want to do it. And Pixie's like, just do it and gives the last of her life force away so Rogue can teleport them 
But then Captain Marvel has to stay behind to hold off the swarm as everyone heads back to New York City. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like in terms of in in terms of like a loose tie it, it does give a good here's where all these people were. Like it's non essential in a lot of ways, but it's also like this is what happened to Captain Marvel. And it's good character moments for most of them. Yeah, but I would have thought we had already gotten rid of Captain Marvel and Hunger. I mean, he got sucked into a portal with the uh, swarm. Like, it's it's inessential, but it's also solid comics. Yeah. I think it's better than Hunger. Like, it's definitely a much more lighter story. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to uh, Ultimate Comics, Ultimates, Disassembled? Uh, better than that. Ultimates 2, Gods and Monsters? Not as good. Alright, so our new number 25 is Cataclysm X-Men, numbers 1 through 3. We then have Cataclysm the Ultimates, numbers 1 through 3, written again by Joshua Halefialka, with art by Carmine Di Gian Domenico, with inks by Lorenzo Ruggiero, colors by Will Quintana and Jim Charlampatis, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And we get Danny Ketch, who is on the team, narrating, and we find out that he's Irish and he grew up during the Troubles. And he's got a thing going with Stature where they're floating. And currently they are on a mission with Nick Fury and the rest of the team in Belarus where there is a communicable cult of Galactus worshippers. And Falcon has been looking into it, but he is really upset. And he basically finds out that, oh yeah, there's nanites of Galactus that are being spread. And these nanites are being controlled by the leader of AIM, George Tarleton. Who we last saw in the Vision series. Who is now pretty much a Cameron Hodge robotic head situation. And he's able to turn everybody infected with the nanobots into monsters. Techno-organic monsters. Did you remember George, Devin? Mm, a little. I'm also glad that George Tarleton came back, our ultimate MODOK. So Nick Fury doesn't want to kill innocent people, and he decides one last solution, which is to send in the Hulk. But Tarleton expected it, because Nick Fury sends in the Hulk way too often. And so uh, the Hulk gets sent in to their main army, which is heading towards the ruins of the city of tomorrow, which was the futuristic Reed Richards city that got destroyed and kind of forgotten about, which I love that it's brought back. And uh, Hulk lands, gets turned into a monster, and so it's the remaining team of Nick Fury, Emil Blonsky, Hercules, Danny Ketch, Stature, Dum Dum Dugan, the Punisher, and Abigail Brand, who already got infected, trying to fight this zombie squad. Hercules has to go and hold up the Hulk. Falcon comes to deal with Tarleton, and he explains that they are going to be the new heralds of Galactus, and they convert the entire city of Tomorrow 
into this massive robotic creature that will go and find new worlds for Galactus to feed on. And more members of the team, including Blonsky and Stature, get converted. We do get a brief moment of a more abomination like Emil Blonsky, which is a nice call out. And so Fury is like, shit, we have to teleport away. Unfortunately, he brought the converted Punisher with him. And they notice that the massive city is now starting to fly. Also, the converted Punisher just has guns for hands, which is wonderful. Agreed. I, I'm... I'm here for wild shit. So Fury is like, all right, I tried to play it cool. I tried to not murder people. And so he just starts and murders the Punisher, allowing Hercules, Dugan, and Ketch to move up into the Flying City. Falcon has been preparing the controls, and if he can take out Tarleton and replace someone else in the interface, then they should be able to take off the virus. So Danny sacrifices himself, and connects to the computer. People are cured of the virus. Tarleton tries to escape then. And so because the rest of the team has already gotten out of the remaining parts of the ship. He explodes it. Killing himself and Tarleton. Only to wake up talking to Agent Coulson. Because now Danny's consciousness has taken over the Galactus Swarm nanites. And he is now the Machine Man. And we get that nice and, tie-in with Agent Coulson. And we get a full-on reference to the classic Machine Man number one cover. Mm-hmm. From that series that I bought that I have not read. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's, once again, totally inessential, but I just love weird-ass Joshua Hale, Fialkov, and... Carmine G. Diamonico comics. Like, I am here for this. Are you hey. here for this, Devin? Eh, not as much. Not as much? Okay, how do you feel about it compared to the X-Men Cataclysm? Worse. A lot worse or a little worse? Eh, a little worse. For me, it's more uh, of a, I'm tired of those tie-ins that have absolutely nothing to do with anything. Mm, fair, fair. On its own, do you think it's a good story? It's fine. Yeah. Okay, how do you it feel It reminds me a lot of the Howling Commandos series that came out recently, which I also was not able to get into. Oh, the monster one? Yeah. I mean, that one was not well-written. Anyways. And you, Luke. Uh, uh, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Spider-Man 68 through 69? Popular. Popular is better. Also, nice. Uh, Ultimate, uh, how do you feel about it compared to Hunger? Uh, it is worse than Hunger. I like it more than Hunger. Okay, I can put it right under Hunger, right above Ultimate Comics, Captain America. Okay. Like, it's fun and inessential in a way that I don't mind something like this being. Because it is also exploring, oh, this is something else that is going on in the world. It's wrapping up more parts. 
and bringing back more stuff that I thought I was the only one who thought about because we have not heard anything from the city of tomorrow, which is wild. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, the entire European Union is fucked. Uh, we then have Cataclysm Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. But it'll make Brexit much through. easier to happen. Christ. We then have Cataclysm Ultimate Comics Spider-Man numbers 1 through 3 written by Brian Michael Bendis with pencils by David Marquez, colors by Justin Ponsor and Paul Mounts with letters by VC's Corey Petit. So Jessica Drew got in trouble for what she did to Roxanne. She's like, yeah, I know I did something wrong, but they're doing even more wrong things. You should let me investigate it. And Monica Chang, who's director of S.H.I.E.L.D., has issues with that. Meanwhile, Lana Baumgartner, bombshell, is in trouble with her parole officer for using her powers to do good. Miles is out stopping crime and the police are happy to see him. And Cloak and Dagger realize they can never go home. Then Galactus arrives. And we get some interesting flashback scenes to where everybody was two years ago during the Ultimatum Wave. Like how Tandy, who is now Dagger, wanted to help people and still feels the same even though her mom didn't want to. And so Cloak and Dagger briefly try and fight Galactus and they aren't able to do anything. Miles and Jessica Drew are running to help people and Miles flashes back to his dad being really racist or bigoted towards mutants and being like, if you were a mutant, I'd... And then we don't get to see what he was going to say. And Lana, meanwhile, is just wearing headphones and vibing. A friend of hers tries to warn her about Galactus, and then in just a weirdly black moment, he gets crushed by a car. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just a weird weird moment and then she's like oh hey there's spider-man i'm going to suit up and so she stops some people from looting and helps uh watch some kids while spider-man helps another kid get home to his father and that kid's father is like there's nothing more important to a father than a son than a son than a son than a son cloak and dagger realize that because they can't fight galactus they can at least evacuate people and Miles goes to his dad, is like, hey, I'm Spider-Man. And Jefferson gets really angry at that point. And Miles is like, hey, I need you to chill. And then a plane crashes into the street. And so he has to go and help people inside the plane. The only person there is J. Jonah Jameson, which is weird. Yeah, I didn't really get that. It's, it's very dreamlike in a scene that should not be dreamlike. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's like there's only one man. The, it's a man that you know. Mm-hmm. And as the plane turns into a fire, Cloak and Dagger evacuate more people. Jameson sees Miles continuing to help people, and he's like, I'm going to change your life! And then when Miles gets home, his house is empty, and he gets called to help fight Galactus by President America. The, the uh... The house being empty is a very weird-ass detail. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, wait, are we saying that Jefferson was able to completely move out of a house in the, like, hour that you might have been gone max? Pops. Including moving furniture while there has been a fire outside of your house. And he is walking with a limp. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's weird nightmare logic. All right, how do you feel about this compared to Cataclysm X Men? Mm, better. Yeah, I think we do get a lot more character moments. How do you feel about this compared to Spider Men? Not as good. Uh, Ultimates 2, Gods and Monsters? Not as good. Alright, then our new number 25 is Cataclysm Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man. And then last, we have Survived, number 1, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Joe Quinones, with colors by Rainer Barreto, with Joe Quinones, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. Turns out that Captain America did die in the Triskelion, even though nobody was really concerned about it. Uh, Monica Chang, we find out uh, previously about with Franklin Nelson, and it turns out that she is just being put up as the sacrificial lamb for everyone, for everything that went wrong, because she was not able to predict that Galactus would come to Earth, and S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be dismantled. Reed Richards is haunted by what could have been, and he finds Susan, and Susan's like, yeah, I don't care what could have been. I've got to prepare for a world without S.H.I.E.L.D. And Reed's like, a world without S.H.I.E.L.D., you say? The White House sent people to Kitty Pride's home so she could talk to the president, who thanks her, and is like, hey, now I can legalize mutants. I, I hope you're ready for another dramatic, wild-ass shift, because we're never going to mention Utopia again, probably. Pretty sure. And then at... And then at the funeral for President America, Miles and Jessica announce that they have a new team of Miles, Jessica, Kitty Pride, Bombshell, Cloak, and Dagger, and they're going to be the new Ultimates. And yeah, it's it's very much a here's our setup for the next bunch of series. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the new Ultimates, but I have no idea what happened to the other two i just know a lot of people on reddit really were shit talking the art but which one yeah i think this uh i think the one with sue and falcon on it oh sure i remember that one getting canceled pretty quick yeah i think all new ultimates and miles were the only ones that really hung around yep yep I feel like this is the worst of the stories that we read, even though I do enjoy Joe Quinones' art. Yes, no, I agree. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to... I'm looking for a similar sort of reset issue. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate... No, I don't think it's even as good as I was going to bring up Detention. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate X-Men Resignation? Mm, better. I don't think it's as good as Ultimate Vision. True. So our new number 70 on our list, bringing us up to 187 comics. Will we get to 200 stories before the end of this? I don't actually know. <sighs> Is Survive. And yeah, that's... That, I think, is our last regular multiversal queue for the year maybe I, i've got to pull up the schedule because uh 
Yeah, because uh, next week is going to be our Christmas special. Oh, nope, we have one coming up on the 27th. That's going to be Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate FF, all new Ultimates, and Miles Morales Spider-Man. So, yeah, we've we've done a lot this week. And, uh, yeah, next week is our 350th episode which is also Die Hard 2020. Get excited. Devin, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online at Fetta Fetta, except for ADDO, F-E-T-T, and Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or you can find me on, uh, well, you can find my portfolio of work at LukeHair.com, that's L-E-U-K-E-H-E-R-R. I'm looking to uh, pick up some additional podcasting work. Do you need an on-air producer? Do you need background production work? Do you need music made? Do you need any of the services that are provided by me on the various shows that I make? Uh, send me an email to lukeher, L-E-U-K-E-H-E-R-R, at gmail.com, and I will more than happily meet and give you some prices to do that stuff, because I need work. And I've got 358 episodes plus in the bank. Alright, well, that's all I got. I recorded another podcast before this and my voice is tired. How are you doing, Devin? Tired. Fair enough. But excited to go eat some movies this week. That sounds fun. We'll be back in like... We'll be back for Christmas. That episode may just actually go up on Christmas. And then we'll be back in like two full weeks from when this one goes up. We'll catch you on the flip mode. Peace. Peace.